Well, the fruit of the Spirit. Well, good morning. My name is Ray, pastor here at New City, serving alongside you. Glad you guys are here with us today. How are we this morning? Everybody sleep okay through the thunderstorm? Anybody have a leak like we did? Yep. Nope. No. All right. Well, good. Yeah, we uh, still have a leak on our sunroom. It's great. It, we thought it was fixed, and it's not. So there you go. You get a gully washer. It's all good. Uh, well, we've been walking through uh, our series called Believe, okay? And uh, we are coming up on now week 27. We're almost there, week 30, right? But hopefully this has been just an encouraging series for you, right? Have you enjoyed it? Yes? yes? Okay, good. So here's the thing as we continue on, okay? This last 10 weeks, we're talking about the fruit of of the Spirit. And so we've been kind of resting in, as we begin each week, these past several weeks, in Galatians 5, okay? And Paul is writing to the church at Galatia here, and he is telling them, first off, he gives this list of, of these things of the flesh, ultimately what our, our natural hearts tend to lean towards. And then he gives this next section, section, if you will, here in verse 22, he gives the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, And these are things that are from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that should be present in our lives when we have ultimately said yes to Jesus. Okay, And so to start, we're going to read Galatians 5.22 and walk through that for just a moment. Okay, so But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, or faithfulness. Faithness, faithness, no, that's not it. Faithfulness, okay? And self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now, let's take that for a minute and break that down, okay? Because we've kind of been walking through this over the past couple weeks, and we started with love. Now, love is kind of this overarching umbrella, right, that reaches into each of the other fruit. In other words, if love is not present, Okay, then it's going to be hard for us to fulfill or uh, grow, if you will, in our lives any of these other things. It'll be hard for us to have joy if love is not present. All right. So then, out of love, we looked at joy and we looked at peace, and those are things that come from Christ Himself and they come from the Spirit. And then we touched on self-control. Right? We talked about our hearts there and how they are to be self-controlled. And then last week, we talked about patience, right? Our patience with not only others and those around us, but also our patience with God himself. And we learned a little Greek. Do you remember it? Oh, boy. All right. Well, I'll help you out. All right. Here it is. Macrothumia. Okay? Macrothumia. And that's our, our patience towards others or patience towards those around us. Now, today, okay, we've kind of combined two. We've combined kindness and goodness, all right? And so that's what we're going to be looking at today is this idea of kindness and goodness. But I want you to go back to last week for a minute when we talked about patience, okay? Because ultimately we need patience to then be kind. Like if you're not a patient person, it's going to be really hard for you to be a kind person, right? And so patience, it's almost as though they kind of build on themselves, right? It's though you need those things so that they then grow, right? You need love, you need joy, peace, and patience so that you then can be one that has kindness and goodness in your heart, okay? So in that, do you see these dabbles of love God and love others, right? Do you see that there? It's, it's there, like how we love God and how we love 
others. And so, as we're walking through this this morning, again, I want you to see this main thing is this, okay? Your goodness is a byproduct of your kindness. In other words, you are kind because of the goodness that is within you, right? So let me give you some examples. As we read through our Believe book this past week, we saw some examples, okay? So Joshua, when Rahab lets the spies slip out the back window, showed her kindness because of the goodness that was within her heart, right? So she is then kind to the spies. But what was it that made Rahab different than the rest of the people in the city? Well, she knew Christ, right? Or she was a follower of God. And so uh, David shows his kindness to Jonathan because of the goodness that pours out of him. He was described as a man after God's own heart. He was a man who had goodness residing in his heart. Now, also, there's a fellow by the name of Jesus, right? And Jesus carries both kindness and goodness in his heart. And he had this kind of ingrained in his life. So when we look at the life of Jesus through the Gospels, man, we see just kindness and goodness just flowing out of him. And he showed kindness to some of the most unique people, really. He showed kindness to beggars. He showed kindness to cripples, uh, prostitutes, thieves, tax collectors, and sinners, and all these different people that he himself encountered. But it was because of his kindness was because of his goodness that was in his heart. Okay? All right, so those go hand in hand, kindness and goodness. Now, as we've looked at these fruit of the Spirit over and over, perhaps you've seen that Jesus exemplifies all of these to the fullest, right? Like 110%, Jesus gives us an example of each of these fruit, okay? Now, all of this, again, is under this umbrella of love, okay? So love is kind of the all-encapsulating thing over all of it, all right? But here's the thing. When we look at even 1 Corinthians 13, and we look at love, last week we saw patience was there, right? Love is patient. But guess what's next? Love is kind, okay? So when we talk about kindness, it's right there as well in this overarching umbrella of love. So in the love that we have, we are then patient, and we are then kind, All of that out of what? The goodness that resides in our hearts. Okay? Is that all coming together? Okay, so it all sits under this large umbrella. So this morning we're going to be in Luke chapter 6. Okay, and this was in your Believe reading if you made it to the book this week. And again, I want to encourage you, like there's only three weeks left. Keep pressing on if you are reading that. If you've set it down for a little while, hey, go back and catch up to the the chapter that we're on. Okay, and so we're going to be in Luke chapter 6. Six. Now, to give you a little bit of context, okay, this is the Sermon on the Mount. This is Jesus' most famous sermon, if you will, of what he is presenting to the people, okay? And here's the thing about it, is that the Pharisees had created for the people this truth. Now, we got to put it in quotations, okay? This truth of how the people were supposed to live. And Jesus comes in and goes, no, 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 that's not it. Like, you need to live a little bit differently than that. They are putting these restrictions and rules on you, okay? You remember several months ago, we did a whole series on this, right? And, and talking about how the Pharisees were saying one thing, and then Jesus comes in and goes, no, actually, this is how it goes, all right? This is what I say, and this is probably what you should follow. So 
Here now we have the Pharisees are starting to get a little bit frustrated, a little bit hangry, because Jesus is going up against them, okay? And so in chapter 6, we're going to be in verse 27 is where we're going to start today, okay? And Jesus starts this way. He says, but I say to you who listen. Now, who are the ones that are listening? Okay, at this point, Jesus has accumulated some followers. Folks are starting to follow him. And those who are starting to listen, okay, are the ones that are starting to kind of change their thoughts and their ways. They're beginning to go, wow, this guy is one that we're going to follow and listen to as he's instructing us in these different ways. And so he's saying, look, those of you who will listen, all right, love your enemies, Do what is good to those who hate you, and bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. And if anyone hits you on the cheek, offer the other also. And if anyone takes away your coat, don't hold back your shirt either. Give to everyone who asks you, and from one who takes your things, don't ask for them back. And just as you want others to do for you, do the same for them." If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do what is good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. Now, let's stop there for a minute, okay? And let's go back to the beginning there in verse 27. Because here's what, here's what ultimately Jesus is beginning to do, okay? He's beginning to talk about, under this umbrella of love, how we then are to be kind, if you will, to others. How we are to treat others. And so in that, if you're taking notes, the first thing is this. He gives us some commands of kindness. All right? He gives us some commands of kindness. And there's four there on that front end. Look what, this, look what the text says here. Okay? He says, but I say to you who listen, love your enemies. So there's number one. Okay? Number two, do what is good to those who hate you. Number three, bless those who curse you. And number four, pray for those who mistreat you. All right? Now, all of these things that he just lists here are things that we initiate, things that we do towards that person, right? And so, look, we're called to a certain feeling. What's that? Well, to love that person, all right? And then we're asked to do a certain action, to do good towards that person. But then we're also asked, look here, a certain speech towards them. We're supposed to bless them, not curse them, okay? And then also we're to take a certain posture before them. What is it? We're supposed to pray for them. You see, so these are all things that we then, in our kindness towards them, and our love, ultimately, are to do towards them. Now, who is the them? Well, here's the thing, right? Look what he says on the end of that. Enemies. Those who hate you, those who curse you, right? And those who are going against you. So wait a minute. Why is he saying that we should do these things for our enemies? Because these folks were limiting who their neighbor was. The people that they were showing this kindness to, they ultimately had set up this wall and said, look, if we don't agree, then you're not going to be my neighbor. And I have the right, ultimately, to just kind of hate you or just cast you to the side. Now, here's the interesting thing. That hasn't changed in now 2,019 years, right? Like, it hasn't changed at all. Because if somebody doesn't agree with us, then it's far 
harder for us, isn't it, to be kind to them or to show love to them? But Jesus is saying, no, 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 look here. Show them love. Show them kindness, even though you may not agree. Okay? Now, look here. Here's the thing. If you can love your enemies, if you can do good to those who hate you, and if you can pray for those that mistreat you, then you can easily show love and kindness to those that you do agree with and those you do get along with. And so here Jesus is saying, look, if you can do that towards this group of people, then guess what? It's going to be pretty easy for you to do it towards this group of people, right? And so showing kindness. And he's pressing in on them a little bit. Hey, you need to begin to kind of change your thought on this because the Pharisees are saying, no, no, no. If they don't agree, then you need to cut them off, right? You have the right to hate them. And Jesus goes, no, no, no. You don't have the right to hate them. In fact, you need to be kind to them and you need to show them goodness and love because of who they are. Okay. So we have commands of kindness. The next one we have is this, is the actions of kindness, all right? The actions of kindness. So we just looked at these things that we then initiate, all right? But now here's how we respond. So Jesus gives us instruction on how ultimately to respond when these people are coming against us, okay? So look at verse 29 and what it says there. It says, if anyone hits you on the cheek, offer the other also. And if anyone takes away your coat, don't hold back your shirt either, Give to everyone who asks you, and from one who takes your things, don't ask for those things back. So, does that mean if we're getting whooped up in the back of an alley that we just say, hey, you know what, you missed a spot, hit the other side? Like, no, that's not what he's saying. But ultimately, here's what I see and what I kind of pull from that is, look, don't be one that just simply retaliates out of anger, right? Be one that says, okay, this isn't right, but... I'm going to love you anyways, right? So we're not going to be the ones that in turn retaliate. So look here, if somebody takes something from you, if some, someone borrows something from you and you never get it back, someone makes a pledge to you and they don't keep it, have a heart that doesn't retaliate. Now, Paul wrote this to the Thessalonians, okay? He says, see to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone, but always Pursue what is good for one another and for all. Now, that's hard to hear, right? Because that's so countercultural today. Like, so countercultural from where we sit today. Because what do people say now? Well, people say this they say, Look, I'm going to love you as long as you don't hurt me or harm me, or as long as you continue to agree with me, we can be friends, right? Like, don't defraud me in any way, or if you take one of my things and you never bring it back, like, I'll still be your buddy. But as soon as you hurt me or harm me, then we're done. Now, I don't mean physical hurt, right? But I mean maybe emotional hurt. We are done. It's over. And we have elevated that to the norm. Like, if I don't agree with you, then we're just done. Like, there's no more there. But look here. Wouldn't it be a great time in our world today to show kindness towards one another? Because it's almost foreign isn't it? It's almost foreign now that we show kindness to those around us. And so Jesus was calling the people, right, right in front of all the officials that are making up these rules to be kind and not to live like the average person. Don't live like the average person. In fact, live a little bit differently, 
Okay? And then he makes this statement in verse 31. He says, just as you want others to do for you, do the same for them. Now, some of your Bibles may say, treat others as you want to be treated. Right? Treat others as you want to be treated. So here's the thing. If you want to be treated kind, be a kind person. Right? If you want to experience goodness, be shown goodness, then show some goodness. Now, do just as you want others to do for you. All right? And then as he continues, Jesus says, look, he, uh, he desires for them, okay, ultimately, to share their kindness and goodness through our love for those people around us. And then as you continue in verse 32, look here. He kind of gives a standard. He says, if you love those who love you, what credit is it to you? Even sinners love those who love them. Like, okay, that's easy. Go for it. But then he says this. He says, if you do what is good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to be repaid in full. And so Jesus is saying, look, those who will listen, right? He says that at the beginning. Those who will listen, those who are followers of me, you need to live differently. Okay? And then he says this in verse 35. But love your enemies and do what is good and lend expecting nothing in return. Then your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. Now catch this part. For he is gracious to the ungrateful and the evil. Let me say that again. For he is gracious to the ungrateful and and the evil. Be merciful just as your father also is merciful. Now, let me read this in the NLT, okay? You guys know I love the NLT, all right? And so let me read this for you in the NLT and what it says. It says, love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as a child of the Most High, Right? For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. And you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Now, what does compassion mean? What's a synonym of that? All right? It's this it's kindness. It's kindness. It's ultimately being kind and showing compassion. Okay? And so that's Jesus' call in all of this is through your love, be kind to those who are around you, all right? So grow these virtues within you. So let me ask you this today, all right? Are you in a place that you can open up your heart to allow the Holy Spirit to grow the kindness within you, right? Can we allow the Holy Spirit to open up the kindness that is within our hearts? In other words, can we love others and can we show kindness to others by stepping into these commands of kindness. Right? You remember the commands of kindness? What were they? All right. Good. Yep. All right. So when we step into those, we're saying, all right, I'm going to step into these. Holy Spirit, allow me to do these things. Even for my enemies. Even for those who may come against me. All right? So, 
Here's what I'm going to ask you to do this morning, okay? Can we love others? Can we show kindness to others by stepping into the commands of kindness and these actions of kindness through the goodness that sits within us? And that goodness and kindness only sit within us because of Christ Jesus within us and the Holy Spirit that is residing within us, right? So can we treat others the way that we want to be treated? Can we ultimately, just as we want others to do for us, do the same for them? This week, this month, in the days ahead, will we, will we maybe fail in that? Sure, more than likely. But can we pursue that and begin to allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives in that way? To be kind and to show goodness, all right? Now, on the inside of your bulletin, okay, there's a question at the bottom. If you didn't get the bulletin, that's okay. It's going to be up on the screen, okay? So here it is. What is God asking you to do? Like, you hear those things, all right? What is God asking you to do in the area of kindness and in the area of goodness? What's he laying on your heart right now? Like, what did you hear this morning, okay? And so in these next few minutes, we're going to ask you to kind of think through that, all right? What is he asking you to do, okay? Let me pray for us, and then we'll continue on.